Right, man. So I'm here. We're on our 14th episode of the Real Talk Experiment. Okay. I'm yeah. here with the, <laughs> the, 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 the new Steelers this fan, Kendrick Farm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ken Farm, thanks for being on here. We actually wanted I to just do... I didn't do, think I was going to lose this bet. <laughs> we actually just wanted to do a podcast before the Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl's today, but this video won't be uploaded till tomorrow. So, but uh, I just want to say that it's uh, a... Full disclaimer, I, I'm... He's more the Steelers fan. Um, I lost a bet, and then <laughs> over here. Any any person that loses a bet has to come on my podcast and wear Steelers gear. That's going to be my new thing. That's going to be your new thing. God. Yeah, I just want to say that uh, I think the Steelers were robbed, which is why I'm wearing this because I want people to remember who the true six-time Super Bowl wow. champions were. Wow. No cheating. Wow. No Deflate Gate. <laughs> None of that, bro. <laughs> And then we were cheated hey, out man, of the those playoffs. Those balls were swollen. We were cheated out of the playoffs. So about? I'm just here to raise awareness. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like when they wear pink for yeah. breast cancer. So I have to wear this because I yes. fucking lost. Yeah, so fuck you. We're wearing black and gold to raise awareness <laughs> about the Pittsburgh Steelers who should have been in the wow. Super Bowl. Wow. I think Russia was involved. Damn. Yeah. You're going to bring that up. I think Russia, Tom Brady... Bilicek. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think they're all, they're oh, all, wow. they're all, oh, no, no. They're all out to get us. Look, I remember when there was a time where the New England Patriots were going against the Broncos. Was it Broncos? Yeah. Cheers real quick. Cheers, brother. And uh, for, his, for those who can't have any. To the floor. Who are on CQ right now. Yeah. <laughs> if you're on staff duty, oh, you can't drink. Well, you're not right. supposed you're to. Not supposed so to. go ahead. Yeah. What were you saying? No, no. And there was like a map, and it showed um, who's going to win the Super Bowl. And it was like Hawaii and New England were the only ones that said the Patriots were going to win. And then everybody else was like Denver all the way. And you had like this little blue pocket here and this little blue pocket there. And guess what happened? Patriots. That's right. I... I was glad though. I that, mean, that was that one where the the sign, right? The Twenty. I, what was that? I, At I've, the end. I've hated. Yeah, <laughs> I've hated Brady. No, I didn't hate Brady. I just, you know, because he's so good, and for some reason you're not allowed to touch him. It's that, just kind of like right. it seems unfair compared to other quarterbacks. But hey. I would have. The only way I wanted to see him in a Super Bowl again is if it was him and the Chiefs again, and then Mahomes pulled it off. Oh my God. I was kind of. I was hey, hoping man, Mahomes I missed, would take it all the way, hey, but like Edelman, man, that guy. Catching balls, I know what, man. They're fucking beasts, man. <sighs> but I'm glad to see like two like newer, fresher yeah, teams. Yeah, I mean it was gonna happen. It was gonna happen. Cause, but like, was it? But it's not these teams here. Just yeah, to throw it not, out here. It's not, it's not. It's not the the forced jersey wearing over here. It's not the Steelers. But uh, I'm confident now. Ben Roethlisberger's retiring. Thank you. And uh, now it's time for some. He's taking a spot. He's gonna do it. <laughs> Tebow comes in. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I hope we're lucky enough to pick another like Roethlisberger or Brady, right? Like we were talking about. Hey, man, here. seventh, seventh uh, draft pick, man. That was the seventh draft pick. See the photos. He's on there. And, and like it took the owner and Belichick to be like, all right, yeah, we can work with this. Yeah. And then just straight up, just bomb after he bomb. Just and dominated. Yeah. And I guess I was watching this video on YouTube. I forget what it was called, but it was talking about um, – like Tom Brady, and then it started going into the difference between like college and the NFL. And the way they were describing it was, is they were saying that the the NFL is more faster and the guys are bigger than in college. 
so the defense reading the defense is, is all different you know and some people can't do it good in college but they do it good in the nfl but in my head i was trying to think like to me college seems like a faster game like i don't know they, they I, it, seem to be faster it's, it's, in college it's than not in the, the NFL. same thing it just is like i sucked at math but i was mm -hmm. really good at statistics oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, dude. I I must have taken it when I was in university like three, four times. I could never pass it. Statistics, though, man. Oh my god, I just got it. I hate math. I suck at math. That's why I studied uh, political science because there's like no math. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no but there is some math associated to you know. I mean, I so I come from like the psychology background. How do we kind of you know? Yeah. Incorporate the two. Well, I mean, I did like the statistics and um, computer science, which were like the most intense math. But, you know, I didn't have to go to like. But you didn't learn how to do like Vote Builder on there, didn't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, they, you just learn political theory, basically. Political science doesn't teach you anything about so like political, running for office. But... Political theory. Did they talk about um, <laughs> factions? Oh, they talk about factions. They talk about vote counts. They talk no. They See? Just, they just talked about <laughs> like uh, they talk about horse trading. <laughs> it's basically like we're gonna learn the history of democracy and uh, what else? Like um, what communism, what, what, socialism, what to say fascism. At fundraisers. What not to say at fundraisers. Yeah. <laughs> now that if you really want to be involved in politics, that's, that's the advanced level. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should start a course like that. Yeah. yeah. Actually, a friend of mine. I mean, I'm gonna. You know, it's just. I. You know. I, you know, I think you know Don. Anyway, so like he was saying, he was trying to get like a bunch of the the former governors, and then like you have students that, okay, you want to put this bill through, which requires money, right, or whatever it is. You're gonna sit, you're gonna be there, all like the three governors as it was, and then sell your idea. Haha, <laughs> yeah. And if you can do it like that, I mean, the thing is, there's, it's constructive criticism, but. I mean, that's a firing line right there. And it's, oh, yeah. And I, I mean, I was like, damn, I actually want to do that. that like That would be an interesting, um, like, project, yeah. Well, it was not, but it was, like, teaching, like, how to use, um, how to do deductive reasoning, things that, mm -hmm. how do you, so in philosophy, it's, it's called aerotetic questions, where you have, you're asking questions where you're, you're trying to get to the heart of a matter, mm -hmm. right? So let's say you have a problem and then you keep asking these questions to try to reduce it down to be like, okay, so in actuality, it's actually this, right? Yeah. This whole thing, which leads up to this, you know, the larger picture. And kind of when you have that, then it, it you can kind of get everything to flow from there. If you can get agreement on a premise yeah. for which this whole other thing is based upon, you know? Which, which is something I feel like uh, most modern elected officials have no, they're just like, wait. There's a problem, throw money. That's it. Just more money. That's it. Um, but, yeah, I think... But then if you did, like, the three-governor thing and you had the students selling them, that each governor would have to come with a list of, like, people that he's aligned with, like Monsanto well, no, and all these things. I don't know. And, I mean, how was, do you convince it was, them? It was more like, I mean, we look at it from... So I'm going to take, like, the dollar, you know, the, um, the cost analysis, right? Where you're like, for every dollar that's invested here, there's a savings here, cost savings or yeah. whatever, right? And like I remember, there was this one girl. She was um, from the you know from the mainland anyway. Just she, she had this actually a good program, but she went to the capital and she went and did this whole emotional thing, and it did nothing. Yeah, that's. Then she's like, I did such a good job. I was like, Yeah, but when you talk, you have to talk about, you know, the the numbers. Mm. The, the, I don't want to say the statistics, but the numbers, the research behind it, and and why are we going to do this in order to save money here? And that's usually what I like. Uh, tried to do when I was when I think about anything I think about because I know the biggest thing always 
if it doesn't get through the finance committee, no, it doesn't go anywhere. No, so even if it right. passes the first two committees, if you that's know it. the chair of finance doesn't like it, no, that's it's not it. going to pass. That's it. So you have to be able to sell it. Like, look, we are going to save this money yep. here, you know, uh, by implementing this, and we can first you know, you, spend this money there. First, you, you don't have you, you have to be on the good the good yeah, list. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you have you to be, be liked. A good list. Yeah. If, you're, if you're not liked. I don't know if it's if it's like this in other states. But no, so I've I've talked to other people and they're saying like it's much different in Hawaii. But you know what? It's because you you can singe bridges here. Oh yeah. But you can't burn them because you will see the same people over again. They will know other people that you know, and then it's on. It's a small island. Small island. And it actually, I don't know. I feel like it gets smaller with the more people that come here. Well, it's like once you're in those little circles, then it gets part of it much smaller. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's some people who actually want to do some good, but you have people who are nefarious and want to do, you know, they have their own, ish, you know, agendas in mind, but don't, it doesn't include the people who are currently here. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that's. And that's why I don't want to get too, too much into it, but with the current situation in Hawaii, there's a lot of corruption going on. Feds are combing through every part of our government, it seems here. Well, it, 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 but it, it's just weird to me that you run for office, you promise these people you got their back, and then behind the scenes, of course, and this happens in Congress too, and it happens everywhere, you know, you're selling your people out for some campaign contributions for some fucking poker chips, bro. Like, are <laughs> so you kidding me? Another one too I look at, and, and you know, also to that point is, um, and this is where I'm not going to say, oh, it's the school system, but mm. we need to be more... Uh, attuned to what level of government does what you know whatever you're you know you have an issue with right yeah and when you can do that it makes you much more effective as a as a citizen as a voter because when you go in those offices and you start asking for things that for which are outside of the purview of that office yeah you know it, it, you're kind of seen in that light already you one, know? Th one thing i learned from working at the capitol I can't remember. Did you ever work at the state capitol? I have no recollection of said events. <laughs> I just remember <laughs> pretty much every committee hearing, the outcome was already known before we sat oh, yeah. down. It was just It's just like a dog and pony show. There's no – like it was taboo if someone on the committee voted against, against what the chair wanted. No. Like you just didn't do it no. unless you were the opposing but, party. Well, see, that's the thing. Like they'll have like, okay, we're going to go to recess before DM decision-making. And it's like, there's no way that they talked about all those different things. Oh yeah. You know, like it had to have been, you know, like a fait accompli at the time. And like, I'm listening, like I'm looking at them talking, like there's no way that everything that they're going to mention after the decision-making was everything they talked about. It's probably like, okay, do you want, okay, is it chicken katsu? Okay. What do you want? You want this? <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of the lunch. same, like, the way the system is is not really rigged, but it's just set up for for those in power to continue having power. It's kind of the same way like Tom Brady kept winning all these Super Bowls, wow. bro. Just cheating. Wow. You're cheating out the people. Should have been the Steelers. Ball, those balls were swollen. Should have been the Steelers. Right now. Should have been the Steelers. <laughs> so who you going for for the Super Bowl? I don't like either team. <laughs> yeah. I I just I you know what if there's a couple injuries here and there I'm I'm okay. I gotta. Like, I, I try to be loyal because I'm from Pittsburgh, so the Steelers, they just so happen to be the greatest team ever. Right. You know, yep. lucky me. Uh, but since they can't be there, 
I got whoever the AFC is, which is the Bengals, which is like are, our rival. Are you rival. saying the ones who basically got rid of them uh, that they couldn't get into the Super Bowl? Well, Brady just decided, or not Brady. Um, that dude's on my mind. I know, oh man. <laughs> call it the Brady Show right now. Roethlisberger decided, you know, hey, I don't want to keep playing these games and risk getting injured. I'm about to retire. You know, I'm probably gonna get a coaching job, multi-million dollar deal. I just want to chill. So we're just gonna we're gonna just chill in this game, let them win, and we can all go watch a Super Bowl at my house. I couldn't see him being like the sportscaster type. <laughs> he, well, no. he, he does have a radio show. No, I think it's every Sunday in Pittsburgh, but I, I never listen to it. No. Apparently, that's why Antonio Brown and him had beef because he would go on. I don't know. I didn't listen to it. Um, could be fake news, but apparently. Folks, look at him. He he's would go on. the camera and he's lying to you right now. Well, he would go on and he would talk <laughs> talk shit about the team, like, oh, man. you know, he should have caught that. He, you know, blah 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 blah. But right. what are you gonna do, man? I, I wanted to add. You were talking about like corruption and other things, and one of the things that is very telling, not just that, but other things, is um, there are many times we had things where the investigation was local. So it went to the county level, county to state, and then it just ended right there. Um, but then when feds get involved, it's a different story. Yeah, uh, they don't care about like where you went to school. Yeah, other things like that. So some, so it's like it's all fun and games until the the feds get involved. But I mean that's what it is. I mean we look at what happened even with like say with the police chief, right? There was no way that the feds would have got involved until mailbox because mailbox is federal. Yeah and um that's just the straw and that's it man like someone's like you need they need like saw that thing off put it in a police uh mm-hmm. in a museum i i just want to say i i want to give credit to that guy who was wearing the wire who was went in dude. and bribed these dude. politicians and the politicians bought into it like uh i don't know the full story i mean like, i give I'm, credit to I'm, that I'm reading about it i think this is what i think i think he got i think he got pinched first mm-hmm. and then he like he rolled, right? And yeah, then he course. just be, that's the only way, right? And he became an, uh, a confidential informant. I don't, for, I don't forget, but I can forgive his past. Because um, I think at the end of the day, it goes into like a human nature, I right? Don't, like, yeah, I don't know too much about the guy. But you're going to do what you have to do for you to be successful, for your family to be successful. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily, you know, I don't know the full like ins and outs. Yeah, part, but I'm just so. saying when it comes to like corruption, I can understand why people become corrupt. It's a natural thing it seems because it's in every government it's in every civilization there's always corruption because i think the human ego right it's about you know at the end of the day it's about me well think about like we talked about on the federal right so like there's a there's like a state ig type of thing right Mm -hmm. and that's i'm sure all kinds of games can get played on there as it has um but when the feds get involved again it's a whole different ball and i think sometimes that's what's needed you know um because in some cases things are just like we'd say it's a little too close um there's a level trust involved but you know it's easy yeah it's easy for people to oh yeah look at that face isn't that nice (laughs) can i can i hide this or still wear this thing here yeah you still got it oh man (sighs) okay but you know what i mean like where it's you have individuals where they yeah you, you have investigations like we mentioned, right? And if it goes back to the same group, if you will, that doesn't have that outside viewpoint of it, 
mm-hmm. where they're not uh, influenced by, like we were talking about, right? Their family or um, job or something where it's negative toward them in their lives. Um, sometimes you'll never get to the, end, the to the truth of what's going on. Um, but also, when we talk about police, I don't know if you saw, but did you see that map? Uh, the Shopo map? Of the up. lack of patrols? Lack of patrols. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that one? I think, uh, and I'm going to be completely honest, because I, I don't believe in censoring myself or my opinions about, you know, Except for, I the, don't except for the Steelers. Except yeah. for the Steelers. Well, <laughs> but I think if you were at HPD and you took that COVID money and you bought 45 brand new fucking ATVs, which is unnecessary, and then you bought a multi-million dollar fucking robot dog, which is completely unnecessary, and then you say, oh, well, we don't have the budget to you know bring on more police. No, that's kind of like what the COVID thing was for. You could have used that. So that's the thing I think is, is like, could you, so like, for example, a lot of contracts from COVID, right, are temporary. Mm-hmm. So when you bring a police officer on, for example, can you bring them on a temporary basis? I, I don't know the answer to I that. I think you could bring them on as like temporary with the money and then. And what, cut if, their line? If they're, well, if they're doing the good, the job that they should be doing, then no, you can tell city council, hey, but we need you to match these funds in this So, sense. like, after the COVID money's gone, then mm. to match these funds later on? Because I think it that. takes... I, well, I think it takes sitting down, like, okay, so I come and I, I say, okay, here's $100. Do what you need to help with the COVID situation. But that's not area. how it goes. I don't know, but I'm that. saying... So if you... There's rules, folks. Yeah, if actually, you can, There's actually rules to this money. I don't know what the rules were for them. I know for right. other parts, you know, so... Like well, listen, it, if you can have nonprofits getting but, money from the city to buy properties, which are going to be theirs forever, then I think the city could, uh, you know, but it's not up to th- But it's not up to them, though. If you had the money. So, for example, you had, you know, groups that came out that helped with COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Um, those are temporary positions. So, for example, like contact tracers, those aren't going to be, as far as I understand, long term. Mm-hmm you know, bargaining unit positions. They're just there 89 day higher to another 89 day higher. Um, to what, two year higher so now? Depends, right? But still, year. even if they're 89 day <laughs> higher, the other thing about it yeah. is they don't get any health care. Well, I just... I, they don't get any health care. They don't get any... Well, benefits, but my thing is like when, it, when it comes to the money and the waste of money, right. which people don't but, really think about, but when you look at your paycheck and they're taking all these taxes out and you're like, ah, damn, there's so many taxes. Well, it's going to dumb shit that no one has any accountability of and that nobody's reigning in spending. Now, okay, so let's just slide into like, they want to raise the minimum wage. Okay, so what are you going to do for the small businesses? What are you going to do with other taxes that we have? Can we lower some other sh- So that's why I always look at like housing as an example, yeah. right? Because if you can lower the cost of housing, I think we had a conversation about this, um, to a point- Wasn't me. Who else was, was it with, bro? Nah, I was cheating on you. Um, fucking- so let's say, you know, we, we were able to get a room and a room was, uh, let's say five a room together together yeah so we can wear these jerseys <laughs> um but no on a serious note let's say you know most of it is single individuals right looking for a place to stay and let's say you were able to you know a, a very and i don't mean like micro unit kind of thing but like a, a, a kind of a they're sharing a room almost like what we talk about sharing a house like seinfeld nice ass apartment yeah um and let's say we're able to do it for 500 dollars a month right or less than that for a person to be there 
could that help that individual out? Let's say they ever had any job, right? Could that help in some level of stability, right? It's not a thousand dollars for the for the room. Yeah, if it's about five hundred. Could we could we get you know even if we had the the minimum wage as it is right now minus inflation, um, and you're able to reduce. I mean that's one of the things. The largest cost for an individual is housing, and if you're able to reduce that cost dramatically and find ways to continue to reduce those costs, um, then there's a cost savings, right? And then you have options. One thing I don't like sometimes is people are like, oh, well, all people have to do is just budget it out or have financial literacy. There's a point, yeah, you can have financial literacy, mm -hmm. but you can't uh, you know, educate in terms of financial literacy yourself and most for those individuals out of you know, the cost of, let's say that they, you know, they work and what is it? 1010, I believe, is, is minimum wage. Yeah. And if, but their expenses, if, if their housing is, you <laughs> yeah. know, you can't. And they're probably not getting. There's no way they're going to be able to do the things that those persons talking about, right? Because there's no, dis like, the thing is disposable income. Mm -hmm. If we can increase the disposable income level, that's what gives options. Because it's also, right, in Hawaii, you have to work 20 hours to get health coverage. Yeah. yeah anything so a lot of people get 19 and less. That's it. I work at the food stamp Pre office. Prepaid health care act. 1974. And it's, yeah, it's so sad because a lot of people are stuck in a situation where they, like, especially single parents, where they could get a job, but then they lose the health coverage for their because kid. Because there's that cliff. And they lose the food stamps and, and the financial. And I really wish people knew about that cliff. But now here's what I want to know. When they're drafting the minimum wage increases, the federal government isn't changing the poverty line no, for the federal benefits. Nope. So these people are going to end up with less hours more taxes and, even though they're and, making more and, and they're going to come into the same boat this is why i keep talking but, about housing yeah but their thing is uh for a food stamps financial benefits gross income mm -hmm. so you're raising their gross income and you're fucking them with yeah. any benefits that they so have. there's actually a bill right now that i'm actually looked at and i asked this question i said hey did you guys actually consider almost like what you're talking about mm -hmm. and it just didn't slip anybody's mind and that's the kind of thing we talk about you know, when we look at things in a critical manner, mm -hmm. um, we want to get to the actual heart, like what actually is, you know, yes, this is a problem, but you're saying, okay, but it's actually at the federal level, or mm -hmm. if we do this, how does it affect this whole other larger part here? And in some cases, like you're saying, whether throw money at it, or we create a rule or, or a law, um, either administratively or through the HRS, Hawaii Revised Statute, and in some cases, it makes it worse. Mm -hmm. So, like, there was a bill, I really like this bill, where um, you could increase the assets for somebody who was lower income, who were uh, in uh, low-income housing. There was a lot of resistance to it because uh, they're like, oh, why, why did you want them to, you know, be able to accumulate? There's two reasons. <laughs> Number one. Jesus Christ. But the thing was. Why that, do you want people to succeed? Yeah, it was like. <laughs> So it's like, so they have, you know, so they have a contingency fund. So if something does happen, it's there. Or, or you don't want it where an individual is so, if something, even like they miss one month, right, then they're in trouble, mm -hmm. you know? I, I, that's where I look at housing. I say, if you're able to take the savings from that and being able to save or do whatever, that is what I think is important. I don't care. It, you know, you can accumulate whatever it is in terms of yeah. assets. I do. I just. I do think that all federal benefits should come with a stipulation, though. Like, to be honest, you. 
if you're able to work, you should have to work. Like, there's a lot of people that are able to work that just aren't. Well, I mean, let's go back to what you're saying, right? So, and the, again, like the, I work at the right, food stamp but, office. But you're saying also but, the cliff, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that's not talked about is the cliff. Well, yeah, no, that's part of the cliff. And, and yeah. I think that that's something worth looking into. The other thing too is is that, you know, uh, you have individuals where you have the federal marketplace, for example, and. I'm sorry to be wonky, folks, but he'll understand what I'm talking about. Um, up to 100 and uh, I believe it was about 200 uh, federal poverty line percentage where the, uh, I'm sorry, 400 uh, FPL, federal uh, poverty line for Hawaii, where there's subsidies for, and I don't mean Quest, but the federal marketplace um, hmm. type of, what's it called, um, plans. And that's a different pot of money than the $3 billion we get from the yeah. feds. And that's the kind of thing that you look at, like, okay, how do we still provide a different service? How do we, you know, different no. pots of money? I've always had this, like, thought in my mind as to why can't we deem certain things national security issues? Okay, if you have an uneducated population, if you have an unhoused, unhealthy population, you can't defend your country. So, because it's probably the same people that made it very difficult to join the military. Because you have those older people who are like, you know, when I was screw up, I went to the military, right? Yeah. Now, what does it take to be in the military? Let me like this is for your for your wonderful viewers out there. If you have a thousand people that try to join the military, right off the bat, seven hundred and fifty. Yeah. Not, yeah, they don't qualify. They don't qualify, and then they go to what's called MEPS, military uh, entry processing, right? And then they lose about another 8%. And then of those people, you may have some drop off because they don't want to go through the full process. Um, aside from some qualifi- disqualifications uh, medically. And then you have some drop off even from there. So mm-hmm. you, let's say you start out with 1,000. You may have 180, maybe 170, right around there. Well, now think about that. Okay, so let's just take 180 because it's a nice round number. Mm-hmm. Of those 180, how many of them are gonna actually get in the military and be good, good soldiers? soldiers? Yeah. And let me just that. start oh this off God. by saying, I wasn't the best soldier. I had a very bad attitude. I didn't enjoy being active duty. I was active and reserves. I liked being reserves and I liked being deployed to Iraq, but I didn't like the active duty lifestyle. Um, so I would have been one of the numbers that was kind of like, well, I don't know. Do we keep this dude or what do we do with him? So when it comes, but so going back, my thing is. I think if we have a limited pot of money, and this is the problem with elected officials, a lot of them have just been in government their whole life. Their family was in government, now they're in government. They've never really worked a job, owned a business. Uh, They don't know what it's really like to earn an hourly wage at minimum wage, trying to get a spot on their own. Uh, One of the biggest things, of course, is childcare. I've come to the... uh, idea that maybe instead of funding four years of college if we have a limited pot of money we fund child care so people can go to work and they can go to school because it's great you pay for community college but come on you're we're paying for political science we're paying for economics we're paying listen everyone knows that these are like not really so even when we're talking about good political degrees. science so there's yeah. a thing called the promise right but you have to exhaust all other forms of mm-hmm. money before you actually put into this thing where they pay for it now for 
um, and we have really good evidence of this, is uh, after World War II, we... All right, well, the camera got bored with whatever the fuck Ken was talking about. So, <laughs> but I guess, uh, yeah. So where were we? You said a lot of great things while well, it was blacked out. It's a shame that the other people really, didn't Really, you're going to use that word? You're going you're gonna... <laughs> to... But I guess my thing is just uh, we, gotta get, we need people, as in bodies, as a nation, to continue economically in the future, people working. <laughs> We have to. We well, should take care of I'm gonna, I'm, child care. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. So, which Biden let, wanted to do? So let's go back to child care, right? Child care, early development is important, right? However, um, when we're looking at as paying for education, or people calling it paying for education, after in World War II, Ooh. when you had, I want some of that. Looks good, Jack Ooh. Daniels, baby. Um, I have to finish this water first. <laughs> um. For every dollar that was invested, and you were talking about subsidized education, GI Bill, what have you, for every dollar was invested, um, it was about a $7 return to the economy. We've made it where it's, oh, well, it's your responsibility to pay for school. You're talking about a national level, right? Mm -hmm. That is what it was taken as, as a, of, of national security, because you had all this population coming back. You had communism from the Soviet Union that they were trying to, you know, comport with. Uh, sorry, compete with. So it was important to have that educated population, and from that, an educated population, you had a lot of innovation. Mm -hmm. And part of it too was we talk about minimum wage. You had unions too, and unions actually took care of individuals, right? As we start moving on to the early 70s and we talked I think we talked about this air traffic controllers was kind of yeah. like the beginning of the end um, you had this for the production that was going on you had the amount of income or you know wages commensurate with that and now we don't see that as much <laughs> and now the narrative is is oh you know you have to work for yourself or take care but what's lost in there is all these things that were there before, mm. um, which you talk about in terms of national security. If you don't have a thriving economy with you know, members of that economy that kind of go along with it, it's very hard to have you know, that. Now, let's look at today. One of the biggest things we have here is automation. It's coming. It's coming slowly in other areas. You're going to have individuals who they're not going to, you know, they they're not going to be part of that job, because if the jobs now require people to be more technical, that takes out part of the population, mm -hmm. and then as we continue, 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 um, and that's something that we need to think about. This is where I actually like Andrew Yang when yeah. he talks about a value-added tax, and I really agree with that because um, you're going to have companies that say, "Oh, we're just going to move to automation," right? And whatever profit margin they're making from before, they're going to continue on. You mm. keep talking about the small mom and pop, and you're absolutely right. But the small mom and pop had a hard time trying to compete with as things went on. Oh, yeah. Because why? People didn't have <clears throat> disposable income. So where do they go? The cheapest places to go, mm. right? So it's just like I, like I have in my area. I have this one restaurant. It's about fifteen to twenty dollars a plate. 
Which one's that? It's that Mexican place. Oh. Uh, like, the only thing keeping it afloat, yeah. if it's still there, are not people By the Jollibee? From the, yeah. Oh, that food it's, is so good, It though. is, but the thing about it is is that per the population and the disposable income yeah, that they have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what you got to look at, right? Yeah. So, like, the, the, the place that's you know, they go to is, like, 7-Eleven, mm. right? Because disposable income, they don't have it, right? When you have individuals that have disposable income, they're more likely to – you can say things like support local business, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they have the money to do <laughs> yeah. so, right? Well, so it's that kind of – It's that, also that, funny that about the taco place. Like the prices are kind of like, ah, the people who are going to pay those prices that have that money, like disposable income, aren't no. going to come in no, to not. Kali. No, they're not. They're not going to go. I went because my office is right by it. Well, I <laughs> – so – and that's another point too is this like – But maybe system, it was cheap. Well, that's the thing. You, even from a business standpoint, you have to know where your, you know, who is your your target market. Are mm. they going to come to those areas? Is it, and, you know, let's go. Let's talk about target market, right, for a second. Um, using public transportation, yeah. and utilizing it to its fullest. I was with some friends. We're out in in Waimanalo, and I saw there's this really really nice um, facility that's out there that they have for sports, and then right next to it is Job Corps. But it's all in the back. And <laughs> I take the bus. I, I, I have no problem taking the bus. I, I like public transportation. I think that we, you know, we need to actually it's like your It's like your own chauffeur, bro. You just yeah, wait till it shows up, get on, sit down, take a nap. Well, I mean, I'm trying to get more, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. more routes and more, you know, and, and the time part. Um, but anyway, in my head, I'm thinking, there's no bus stop here. What the hell? Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I and I've seen it. So when we talk about people who are kind of disconnected from what's going on. They're not thinking that they're like, oh, I'm just going to drive here and it's fine. It's convenient. Right. Because it's right there. And the, but see, that goes into my, um, you know, the, when it comes to the elected officials who are coming up with these decisions, you know, when I worked at the Capitol, I would sit in these meetings. I'm like, wait, <laughs> like, you know, luckily I worked for some great bosses and, and they always took input. You know, hey, what did, what did you, you know, what is your experience with this? What do you know about that? Can I that? have input at the Jack Daniels? Place? Yeah, and it's like, but these <laughs> other politicians are just like, oh yeah, 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 we'll do, we'll do this, we'll, we'll throw money at it, or, or we'll build this here, and you're like, wait, 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 but what's the impact? Well, you know what? Like, what are you trying to it, solve? It was, so a friend actually had a really good idea. Yeah, no so friends. they had like a, I know, thank you, friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's like the park they're trying to make out in Waimanalo, and I think it's. Let me to pour for really, you while you talk. Really good idea. Yes, please. Thank you, kind sir. Yeah, usually Steelers fans were really generous. Uh, is I don't need that much. I was like half of what you got. Um, <laughs> is use some of that park and uh, use it as part of a medical thing, even for a two year, you know, or mm -hmm. just getting certificates. And I think that would do a world of good. It's right where the buses are, you know. I mean, I look at things of like if we're gonna put programs together, where are your lines of public transportation? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, not everybody has a car. So like for my area, 30 percent use public transportation and the national average, which is considered highest 12 percent. Mm -hmm. If you are able to to do that, then you're you're along with say we talk about housing, other things that increases standard of living. They can go to those places. Um, it's convenient, which, you know, it's funny you bring up the public transportation because isn't there like a bill going through to raise the bus fare again? I understand about that one. There's part of it. It's just like it kills me. No, it, it kills me. No, because no, no, because they don't. They don't try to find 
money elsewhere. Exactly. And it's not something where you want to make it into a money maker. It's there. It's this public service. And I give an example. Um, and he's Vamanala is a great example. Mm. They have the po- uh, the post office there. It's a small little post office. It will make absolutely no money for the <laughs> post office, right? Yeah. The post office they actually do make money minus the some of the things that they have to pay for or whatnot. Um, that location will never make them money. Yeah. But it's a public service. Yeah. And I think that we have to look at it from that angle. It's. Be- well, I think it's also because, yeah, it's a public service. Our tax money is going to it. You want the public to ride these things. In my opinion, it should be free. I agree. And, you know, the rail should be free. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't go into these projects thinking about how much you're going to have to charge people right. to no, participate I, I, I 100% in it. agree with you on that. Because it kind of goes back into, like, what we were talking about earlier with the housing and all that. Like, this is just like, a cost that well, people well, don't have to incur. Well, here's another thing, too. So, like, you know, we talk about – so what Hawaii has is what's called a general excise tax, right? And how do we capture more from the tourist side and, and you know, kind of have relief for the We just residents? start mugging them. As soon as it. they land, as soon as they get ah, off the plane, just... 30%. <laughs> scan their, scan their code, their, their, their um, uh, credit cards credit or cards, RFDI it, yeah, reader things. There you go. Just start stealing it's all over. their info. <laughs> no, no, no. So, you know, but, but see, it, it takes us like, okay, so how do we... Where should we get our revenue from, right? And I think that a large part is how do we shelter the community from those taxes. And there's ways to do it. I have actually seen uh, bills from before. I think it was back in the early well, 90s. Like I had um, Senator Willis Sparrow on last. <clears throat> and he you know, was talking about legalizing cannabis, marijuana, hand, like th- that whole industry and, and a, a way to bring in different jobs, new jobs, and, and drive tax revenue. Something like maybe like a state lottery, something like that. But, but then what's going to happen if you build like a state lottery, then you're building the whole administrative side of it, which is going to be, you know, six figure salary well, retirement if, for somebody. If, even if you did, the thing about it is, is that again, let's take it at the GE, right? So for mm. every increase, and this is on a total, on this totality, for every half percentage increase of the GE is about eight hundred million dollars. So, and you have. number the other part too is, is that most tourists are not going to come to Hawaii and be like, "Damn, those taxes are too high." We don't yeah, want they to don't come. care. So it's like number one, how do we get them to pay the larger share of that, and you know, create a kind of a buffer against the, the rest of the you know the residents here? And I think it can be done. Mm-hmm. But you take that money that you're talking about, right? You put it and implement it in things that we know are going to have that return. And I don't mean return as in, in some cases, money coming back. If we have the ability to have people being able to use public transportation, but it saves us somewhere else. Yes. Right. Same thing like with, with homelessness. Right. So you have a person on the street. You're you know, they're usually going using the ambulance. We talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Even at one time a month and emergency room, it's close to for the year, almost about fifty, sixty thousand mm. dollars. Now, could we take that and put it where it makes more sense in terms of other part of housing and supportive services? Yeah, we could. Yeah. But why? That's right. <laughs> but we want to put it where it's far away. Listen, we want I want to be able to put away. on a campaign flyer that I'm fighting for the working class. And I support raising the minimum wage there because I've been representing districts that I could have been helping economically for a decade, but I chose not to. So they're so poor that they're still, you know, voting for me because I'm fighting for the working class. And that's, you know, and that's to me, that's kind of an issue because... I get platitudes to a certain extent, but like, what are you trying to do, right? 
if you're trying to increase standard of living, what does that mean? Let's go, mm. this, you know, this is where we're talking about aerostatic questions. Okay, so you're saying standard of living. What do you actually mean by this? I want to make life better. Okay, what does that actually mean? Give me an example. Okay, well, I want this, to, you know, go to, you know, everybody go to university. Okay, um, does everybody have the ability to go to university? But does everyone want to go to university? That's the other part too, right? But that's how you start asking those questions and be like, okay, so you want to build up people's standard of living but your model doesn't make mm -hmm. sense as you go through it. If you talk about how do we reduce the cost of housing, how do we get more free services, mm -hmm. how do we get you know tourists in order to pay the larger share of the GE taxes, those things yeah. would probably work. You know, well, it's like it's like when it comes to like education. You know, I'm grateful because I had the GI Bill, right? Um, but do I think and look at that you now, other people wearing a Steelers jersey? <laughs> yeah, going far in life. It was a great education. But my thing is, is like, there are a lot of degrees that are not worth it. Like they're not worth the people investing their tax dollars in trying to get you to go something in STEM like that. Yeah, okay. But if you're gonna study like again, like political look, science, I, I, economics, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go back to what happened here. back again. And you want to go for free? Because wait, no. Let's talk about the other thing real quick. What? Go ahead. Most people in college are doing kind of the bare minimum. They're drinking, they're partying, uh, showing up to class occasionally. Because a lot of classes, you don't have to go every day. You just have to turn in the work. So it's kind of like it's, it's evolved into a, basically like a business. And it's kind of almost like a scam because they tell you like, oh, you, we were, at least when I was growing up, I was told, oh, you, you have to go to college to get a good job. You have to do this. You have to do that. Uh, not really. I used to do construction. I grew up doing construction with my dad, yeah? Mm -hmm. I was making like $25 an hour before I left for active duty for the Army. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that was back in the early 2000s. I don't make that now. <laughs> well, and I have a master's degree. <laughs> so, I, let's go, so let's go back to it, right? Regardless of what people were, I mean, I don't think that they were caring about what people were getting back here. But for every dollar that was invested... Mm to that person's education, whatever came out of it, right? Creativity, other things like that. Mm. It created this $7 return. So I don't particularly care if we can get something close to that from what we had before, mm. so be it. The thing about it is, is that I understand what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Even if it was part of that, but you have this love of creativity that was there too. And that mm. love of creativity is important when it comes to innovation. Yeah, which will which will be interesting about China in the future. Oh God! Because you know they they've spent decades just kind of just copying our material. Actually, they copied Japan. Oh really? Yeah. And Japan copied the United States. Um, which was they they took this uh, very, um, you know the 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 corporation as the mm -hmm. as the leader, if you will, or like yeah. the corporation will t like the government will tell the corporation you're gonna do this. Japan did that originally after World War II, um, <laughs> but then the Chinese followed that. Which is interesting, because you know a lot of people don't know that there was a supreme emperor of Japan. Really? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, and it was American. It was uh, what's his name? Oh yeah, after the end, I forgot his yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and wait, why do I know? Is it Eisenhower? No. No. Oh, the fuck. 
But what was so? I can't, no, I, can't so remember. I, I love history, so that's, yeah. that's got a second one in that one. But um, but I think I think we don't talk about it because we're allied nations. But yeah, there was an American general in charge of Japan. Yeah, yeah, it was it was MacArthur. But the thing about yeah. So, so, but you know what? We took that into the third largest economy, right? Yeah. And this is where I think that, and and you know, America, even Hawaii, is different. But that worth ethic of everybody working together, you know. I think that that's very important because if we all look at a goal, I mean, let's say we have a goal that we want to do. Mm -hmm. I understand people feel kind of like, oh, well, but that doesn't make sense or they're just going to be that lazy person. If the larger whole is, you know, that larger goal is already, you know, is taken care of and achieved. Mm -hmm. You're always going to have individuals, just like when you talk about the military, well, well, that are just like that. But I mean, you, you can. But this is what I always argue is that. America is a melting pot, but we're not collectivists. We're individualists. Yeah, exactly. But to Hawaii, be honest, Hawaii is a little bit more collectivistic. Yeah. But, but but for the most part, the mainland is, it's like, oh, bro, that's the German neighborhood. Fuck them. I don't care. That's, that's the Italian right, neighborhood. Right. Fuck them. I don't care what goes on. I don't there. care what goes on you know? until you watch your pizza, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's just like so. There, but there's no no one's willing to like sacrifice to help mm -hmm. others. Where other countries, like let's just say China, yeah. you know, they're all willing to do whatever it takes it. for the next generation that's to succeed it. and that's something that um uh i'm I half irish by the way so so what ha so thank you i just want to say shout out to the irish to the folks irish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but wait real quick we're about to close it out the super bowl is about to start ah. ken farm give us some words of wisdom real quick real quick. for the people who are who are listening or watching and they want to hear that beautiful voice of yours. All right. Well, when you look at a problem, try to understand down to the lowest form of what that problem is. Get down to things where it comes down to basic premises. Because if you can agree or disagree on premises, everything else is going to flow from there. So whatever your policy is, how you're going to handle those things. It sounds weird, but when you go down to it, ask the questions to get down to the lower level, that's where you're going to find out what the issue actually is. And another part about it too is, is that it trains you to be more of a critical thinker. You start with the problem and try to work your way back. Yeah, no, perfect, man. I appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks for coming. Sorry, thanks for I'm sorry, folks, that I have to wear this for you. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for being a good sport, wearing the Steelers jersey. Now I gotta wash it. But, uh, oh, man. all right, thanks anyone who was listening and watching. Um, and Let's just hope the Bengals and the AFC win this soup. We'll see. We'll see. Wow. All right. Peace. <laughs>